Welcome to the Multiverse of Badness, the podcast starting its own social network exclusively for people who don't flush the toilet after going number two in someone else's apartment. We're calling it Duker because Shitter is way too on brand. I'm your host, Mike. And as always, today we have the man who recommended Kelly Brook as his replacement as the frog on The Masked Dancer 2021 because they wouldn't let him shimmy to a thrash version of Living La Vida Loca. Please welcome Zach, how are you today? That was a lot of words, Mike. That was a lot of words. Uh, I am great. I am just, just trying to think as soon as you said, like, do I have any stories of pooping in someone's house and not flushing? Uh, but only my <laughs> own. Only the oh. angry texts I get off my fiance saying, Jesus Christ, what have you left in the bowl? <laughs> what have you done what for the <laughs> love of all creatures, great and small? What have you done? Drop in hot Cthulhu's. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's what I call my new rap song. So that Multiverse of Badness is a reference to something that happens, actually, in this comic book from July of 2013, written by Nick Spencer and drawn by Steve Lieber, starring Boomerang, Overdrive, Shocker, Wizard, and the Beatle. We have the superior foes of Spider-Man number one. Did you say wizard? I think you mean speed. Ah, he's the wizard to me. He's always the wizard to me. <laughs> he's always the wizard to me. I'm sorry, guys. Me, just getting a bit misty. I don't know he's all berklet. And he should be, because in the beginning of this book, we are shown, I guess, the star of this book primarily, the boomerang, and his backstory, and how, my friends... He actually ended up in jail again. Can you tell us what happened in this first panel, Zach? He was a baseballist <laughs> who did, I guess, cocaine and sex. Uh, so was being blackmailed by Jack Nicholson <laughs> into doing a bad baseball. And then the Secret Empire <laughs> turn up. This book starts off strong. That's like the first three pages. Yeah, actually, the way he ended up in prison this time was because he tried to, he waited a little too long and tried to get a little too greedy. Spider-Man showed up, put him in jail. We get the entire backstory about the baseball playing and the hookers. I guess they're dead. I don't know. He got bribed. All, all this shit's going on, like you said, within the first three pages. Find out he's hanging out with a Sinister Six, I think. Here's our boy Rhino. So anyway, our buddy the Boomerang finally saved up enough money to put together his own Sinister Six, which sadly has how many members? Well, they say sadly five, but I think it's quite clever because less people, more of a split when the job is done. And I think it also requires that A, you have good villains, which he does not, and oh, God, no. B, he has to have a plan, and it sounds like as much as the boomerang wants to have his own thing going on, He's not much of a manager. <laughs> so look at, let's look at the roster. So we've got Overdrive, who, as far as I know, is a good driver. <laughs> that, that's their shtick. We've got Beetle, who I believe is Tombstone's daughter. And I know that much and <laughs> not much else in regards to skill set. We have got Speed Demon, a.k.a. The Wizard. <laughs> And the man named after the two in the pink and one in the stink, we have <laughs> the Shocker. <laughs> now, is it canon? Because they point out early in this book, as soon as the Shocker is introduced, that is it canon that he's a coward? I don't think so. But this book takes a lot of liberties. Or let me rephrase this. 
maybe not liberties, but it really does a good job of framing these villains probably in the way they would be perceived and act in real life because Boomerang is not going to be a threat to Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. I guess the only one of these that might be would be our buddy the Speed Demon. I'm not sure what Shocker's doing. I guess Beetle has a suit. But yeah, overall, this is not a very intimidating squad. One thing we glossed over, which is when he was a bad baseballist doing (laughs) sex and cocaine, he gets accosted by the secret empire in i guess like a shitty hotel room after the scandal has broken that he's been doing sex and cocaine and they decide to make him the boomerang why is this mike well because he might was born in australia yes there it is i was really hoping i could get an australian accent out of you <laughs> yes and one of the best lines in the book is when accosted by these three guys his first question is is this some kind of sex thing well of course it is you're hanging out with a guy named the shocker it's always about the sex and a guy named the wizard for that matter so yes shocker and a wizard sounds like it's my birthday (laughs) fantastic so we're finally (laughs) taken to the jail cell where boomerang is currently and he is talking to the unmasked versions of said shocker and speed demon What's he asking them to do? He needs a favor. Simple favor, as a friend would do another friend when said friend is incarcerated. I just need you to go to the pet store and pick up a big old bag of bird seed to drop to my next door neighbor so she can feed my birds. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, why would that cause any problems? Yeah, it sounds like these guys are kind of assholes, but they're going to do this for him. So that's kind of cool. I don't know. They put up a bit of an argument. Uh, reasons not to do it. Uh, it's all the way out in Queens. My favorite, your apartment smells like internet pornography. <laughs> it's going to smell a lot worse than that in a few minutes. Because they finally agree and they go to the pet store to pick up the bird seed, which is great. They show up dressed like Bing Grimm at a baseball game because they are in full <laughs> costume with hats and overcoats. Tasks simply with picking up bird seed. This shouldn't be that difficult, but our man the wizard, of course he's, as was told earlier, the asshole of the group. What does he actually do at said pet shop? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I've had an epiphany. I've realized there's two iterations of the Marvel disguise. There's the comic book trench coat and fedora, and there's the movie's baseball cat and sunglasses. <laughs> classic marvel disguises so they are in the pet shop there's a mum and daughter picking up a fresh puppy oh it's gonna be this little girl's best friend forever it's an adorable little scamp and the wizard decides to come in and tell the story about when he had a dog like that as a kid his mum sold it for (laughs) drugs and the wizard actually and we keep calling him the wizard technically he's a speed demon but he used to be the wizard he's the wizard he's the wizard you're a wizard harry i had to do it (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) he's trying to make a connection with this girl because he was like, hey, what are you going to name the dog? And she's like, well, I am going to name the dog Inspector. And he's like, well, you know what? Maybe you ought to name it after my old dog, which I can't remember the name of right now. She turns him down. And then this thing goes off the rails quickly. Yeah, they get into a slanging match calling each other stupid. A grown man in a superhero costume covered in a trench coat and a fedora and a, you know, like, seven-year-old girl into a screaming match. You're stupid, you're stupid. 
And the wizard goes, oh, I'm stupid, am I? Rips off his costume and screams, I'm stupid. The guy that's robbing you right now. (laughs) So, yes, he decides now to rob a pet store. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. I just realized it wasn't initially a robbery. No. They were just going to. (laughs) They were literally going to get pet seed. And it's important because Shocker finally gets to the point. He's like, it has to be Blanton's Farm Organic No Mess Bird Seed, the bulk bag, which is notable because now they are robbing, or at least Wizard is robbing this pet store. The pet owner goes and gives them the bird seed, which is notable later. The place gets robbed. But they take more than just what's in the cash register. What else do they walk away with? He's a real bad guy. They point out in the blurb at the beginning of this book that these are th- this is the real bad guys. They don't make friends. They're nasty kind of dudes. They take Inspector. He yoinks the puppy out of the poor little girl's hand and says, no, she has to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch. She's got lessons to learn. <laughs> yes, they take the girl's brand new puppy, which may be the crudest thing I've seen in comics. And we've seen a lot of crude things. It's fucking mean. It's worse than, and I know I have used this as an example many times on the Multiverse of Badness. This is worse than the time that Daredevil nearly threw that baby off a building. <laughs> Allegedly. Now, at this point, however, we finally get taken to the apartment. Shocker and Speed Demon show up. Shocker has to carry the bird seed up the stairs. And Wizard, of course, is carrying the dog, who is nipping and biting at him because the guy's an asshole. They decide they have to get in the house, but they didn't bring the keys. How can they resolve this? Well, luckily, the wizard just so happens to be a speed demon. Maybe that'd be a good name change for him later in his career. So he, well, first of all, he makes a big song and dance about how traffic is going to be bad. But then he uses his super fast almost flash-like powers to retrieve the keys at lightning speed. Unfortunately, though, turns out door's already unlocked. Yeah, why is the door unlocked? This is going to be an interesting one. Why would our man the boomerang leave his door unlocked? Maybe the neighbor left it unlocked when she was feeding his birds? I don't know, but they go on in, and they hear something in the other room. Maybe it's the old lady? It's not. What do they encounter in said apartment? They find none other than the hammerhead himself, just dropping unrelenting heat into the unsuspecting toilet bowl of the boomerang. (laughs) And I love this because there are several panels of A, him sitting on the shitter, B, buckling his belt, C, washing his hands, D, biting his fingernail, E, opening the door, F, coming out, Full hammerhead style, but he forgot to do something during this time. He, my friend, forgot to flush. I'm so glad, though, that they drew the panel of him washing his hands before the panel of him biting his nails. Yes. He just gets off the toilet and just like, yeah, just chewing away at my fingernails. Ugh, disgusting behavior. Bad hammerhead. Go to bed without dinner. <laughs> Well, you think the girl has to learn. No, no. Boomerang's going to learn that when you let the hammerhead in his house, he's going to leave an unflushed dookie in your toilet just to simmer while you're in prison. That's kind of (laughs) gross. Now we have Speed Demon and Shocker have noticed suddenly, however, that the dog has pulled open the bird seed. There's more than meets the eye. What's going on? Well, would you believe it? 
old boomerang's been pulling the strings from behind the jail cell all along. There's diamonds in this here birdseed, Mike. Diamonds, really? I tell you. But he's expecting more. Oh, yeah, Hammerhead. <laughs> he's like, yeah, amazing, thanks. This has all been applied to get me my diamonds. But where are the rest of my <laughs> diamonds? Wizard splits at super speed and... Unfortunately, what happens to our well, good friend, the Shocker? he takes a fucking ass whooping at the hands of the hammerhead. He is now <laughs> in a hospital bed, and we're shown Speed Demon sitting here watching television, and which happens to actually be Justified, one of my favorite shows. I have two uh, Justified art prints behind me because he's talking about Walton Goggins and Ava. Justified reference for anybody that doesn't know. Ah, I'm glad because I thought I was missing something, but now I'm glad to know that that was in regards to Justified and not some part of the story that i just was too stupid to understand <laughs> no, not at all so anyway they call our buddy boomerang and they're like hey you know what's going on here and he's like oh well we got ourselves a job but unfortunately it's going to require me getting out of the pokey so when he's telling them this and there's a guy in the, <laughs> he's on the phone he's like i've done a poor job making friends here and there's a guy giving him the cutthroat signal yeah. and he says that's a code for two different things. Doesn't make any sense. What does he actually mean there? Because that was completely My guess lost is, is one stop talking and the other would be, I'm going to slice your throat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Poor joke. There's been some, like, in terms of the actual writing in this book, there are some really solid comedy beats and, you know, well-crafted jokes, but that one was lost on me. <laughs> well, what is not lost on me is the next panel... We are taken to a local comic book shop and introduced, finally in full garb, the Beetle, who is looking, as the LCS employees note, pretty damn hot, but she is not amused at the way that she's referred to here. I do love the end. The two comic book store employees are being held up, being nerdy, sweaty comic book types. Even though they're being held at gunpoint, can't help but pass comment on her looks and her physique. And she's like, I'm a professional. I am robbing you at gunpoint right now. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I do have to say for being robbed, these are some of the most, the kindest people I've ever met because she's like, I don't really know what to take. I'm not a comic book fan. And they're like, well, do you want the indie stuff? Do you want the variants? And also, would you like them bagged and boarded for your trouble? This is true. They even put them in a long box for it. Like, that is good customer service. That's a pretty sweet comic shop to go into, apart from the fact that they are raging misogynists who will pass comment on any lady's bodies who is unfortunate enough to walk into their shop. Fair enough. So, Beetle flies off, Overdrive has the long box in his car, and it's mentioned, of course, that they are now robbing to help get Boomerang out of prison. And we're shown back to the prison cell, and we see Boomerang, and I guess a guy on the inside is like, hey, somebody wants to talk to you, and he shows up, and behind bars is Hammerhead? No, it's Hammerhead. It's someone else. It's Voldemort. <laughs> I beat up the wizard's friend, Harry. <laughs> So it's actually the chameleon, but as you may know, being a comic book fan yourself, the chameleon actually turns out looks quite a lot like Voldemort in as much as they are completely white, completely bald, and have no nose. Also Moby. Moby falls into that category as well. <laughs> uh, Voldemort, Moby, 
Noho <laughs> Hank from Barry, if you've seen that show, which is fucking excellent if you haven't. It's amazing. And yeah, what has happened here to catch everyone up? Because this seems like an odd turn of events. We had Hammerhead out of prison. Now he's in prison, but it's really not Hammerhead. Again, it's Chameleon. This is all a ruse. Their diamonds aren't real. Hammerhead was never real. Zach, can you kind of put all this together in, in some way, shape, or form? I guess, essentially, the boomerang needed to dangle the carrot of a potential job for the other four members of the Sinister Six so that they would whip up all of their pocket money to spring him from jail. Now, the problem is, you see, they made bail for him. He's out, and they are all salivating about this giant score that's going to come up, this second wave of diamonds for the hammerhead, when really... He's just not got anything on the agenda Not only does he not have anything on the agenda for them, he's pretty much said, yeah, Chameleon, we're going to work for you for free. So I'm not sure how they're going to take to this at all. Not only does it end badly in that way, but it ends badly in they all go for drinks to celebrate his freedom. And it just so happens that the guy who he's been beefing with in prison, the guy giving him this shut up slash cut your neck signal, also got early release. And the book ends with him just sparking him flat out. Boomerang going up like Brad Pitt in Snatch. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed that we don't get an onomatopoeia for this last panel. But we do get just a five-pointed star where he gets punched in the face, which is kind of sweet. So, yeah, that's pretty much the end of this book. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Well, as I was saying, I was about to jump into my feelings about this book. But we have ways to do this, Mike. What... Would you like to start with this week? Are we going to start with our multiverse of radness or our multiverse of You know of what? Let's start with the sadness this week. Because honestly, and I'll start off with the sadness since you pretty much introduced it for us. Uh, not a lot made me sad. If there's something that did make me sad, it's that a local comic book shop, which usually has pretty low profit margins, and then you have the Beatle going in here and just robbing these guys. Probably not got great insurance. And you might have a local comic book shop closing because of this heist. So yeah, that, that made me sad. Real acts of villainy, because I was going to say my multiverse of sadness ties in to that, and it is the wizard nicking that little girl's dog. Like, these are true crimes. You see, oh yeah, oh, Galactus is going to eat a planet. That is on such a large scale, it's hard to fathom and comprehend. Brick and mortar shops closing and the loss of innocence are things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. It's actually probably a good thing that he took the dog from a pet store while the girl was buying it instead of letting her get attached to it because that, my friend, would have been a lot more crude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Strike while the iron's hot and all that. <laughs> so as far as radness goes, I'll lead off again. And I just loved how ridiculous the story was. But as you mentioned... It felt like these were real consequences. These were real actions. This is something you could actually get your hands around. It wasn't too much. It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't some unrealistic situation that couldn't happen in real life. Most of this, outside of Speed Demon running as fast as he can across town through traffic and getting keys in half a minute, and Chameleon turning in and out of Hammerhead, a lot of this from panel to panel could happen, and you felt a gravity to it. You say a lot of this could happen. Uh, that would involve, for this to happen, at one point, a man who was bitten by a radioactive spider 
and gained the uh, spider-like powers, would have had to have had his body taken over by a scientist whose name was octopus-themed and also had octopus powers. So you say you know these things could happen. I'm not I said so a sure. lot of these things could happen. What was rad to you about this? Apart from Inspector, who is by far my new favorite Marvel Outside character. Outside of Doom. Uh, no, honestly, I'm, I'm fully Inspector. I, I would put Inspector over Frogman. Fucking fight me. There. Shit. I said it. Okay. <laughs> it's a dog. What can you expect? I know, obviously, you are a... Uh, if I may dox you in this way, a man with allergies. So I know dogs are not your uh, your forte, but goddamn, Inspector, what a good boy and what a good name! I completely disagree with uh, Wizard. All right, yeah. So that's pretty much it, except we have to tell the Mob Squad if we like this or dislike this. Do you have any ideas how we might do that? This week, um, and after some tasteful editing, this is all going to seem seamless. But this week. We are going to find out if we would crush this book, as in, ooh, I've got slight romantic feelings for this book, isn't it nice and cute? Or flush it, which is something the Hammerhead is incapable of doing. That's right. Me, my friend, I'm going to crush this book. Like I said, I think everyone who has listened to at least several episodes of The Multiverse of Badness knows that this book is right up my alley. Thankfully, we read this book this week. We almost read Iron Man Viva Las Vegas, which was awful. So I was not looking forward to this recording until we found this book. And I'm excited about it. Crush it. I plan on reading more of the series because it's not just one issue, my friends. This is an entire run. Well, I'm glad that you got some enjoyment out of it. I, uh, not in a bad way. It's not that I f- like dislike this book. I can understand where there are elements of it that I would like or should like, rather, but I was I just felt completely indifferent to it. Oh. This it sparked no ire nor joy in me. It it was just something that happened. I read it twice as well, just to see if there was anything I missed the first time, but dunno, yeah. I will um I won't flush it. Okay. I will like just the leave hammerhead. It I will leave it sitting in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to think of another ush word that would rhyme here. Let's see. A B C D E F G H I J K. Well, I don't know if lush it would work. No, mush it won't work. Uh, yeah, I'll mush it. I will. Right. I won't flush it. I will use a, a plunger and kind of smash it down the U bend. But leave it there. So, <laughs> so I think we're done reviewing this book. I'm kind of surprised. This seemed right up Zach's alley, or at least right up my alley. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big softy. And you know, we're the same person. My Welsh accent is spot on. It's spot on, mate. <laughs> so that being said. Like, do you think Welsh people are pirates? Uh, I thought you were Australian. Well, I that sounded like pirates. Oh. <laughs> Yar, I be from Australia. <laughs> Welsh-Australian pirates, it's all the new rage. So with that said, finally, Mob Squad, I think we are ready to wrap it up. And before we do, we have several outgoing messages. Number one, thank you particularly to anyone that listens, but also to our new patrons, Kenan and John. You guys are supporting us. And if you want to support our little podcast, our little endeavors, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash multiverse of badness, $1.49. And as Zach likes to mention, that's a fucking bargain, mates. That is cheap as I went to buy fish and chips. Fish and chips, a staple, a classic. 
British dish. I went to order fish and chips on Uber Eats yesterday for me and my partner. £28, Mike. 28 quid to get fish and chips, the two of us. It's a rip-off. Cost of living crisis. You know what's not a rip-off during the cost of living crisis? It's the Multiverse of Badness Patreon. That is dirt cheap. <laughs> that is true. Another thing that is not a rip-off is... You want to reach us on social media? We're at Mastodon. We're at Multiverse of Badness at toot.wales. And finally, if you really want a bargain, twitch.com slash multiverse of bad, you can catch Zach watching movies, playing video games, and being an all-around good dude. It turns out the watching movies thing is harder than I thought. I tried to do it the other day on stream and failed spectacularly. So we're going to be playing video games and we watch, <laughs> we might watch some dumb shit on YouTube. But until I can figure out the Twitch watch party scenario, unfortunately, we're just going to have to watch films in our minds. Oh, that's a shame. But what is not a shame? <laughs> That'll be is- the worst live stream ever. Let's just sit here and all imagine the same movie. <laughs> Hopefully you imagine Kelly Brook naked because in... Piranha 3D, she gets that way, pretty hot. (laughs) If you can't do that, you can reach us via email. And literally, and I kid you not, we have an infinite number of email addresses you can reach us at. Zach, can you give the listeners a way to reach us? You can reach us at Mike's Australian Accent at multiverseofbadness.com. You can reach us at Baseballist does sex and cocaine with Jack Nicholson and loses career at multiverseofbadness.com. And you can reach us at the Wallace Family Curse at multiverseofbadness.com. The Wallace Family Curse? I don't even know what that's about, but... (laughs) It's a reference to something we were discussing before we recorded. (laughs) Okay. Uh, basically, oh, that's, it's that, I know what yes, that's about. That one, the Wallace family curse. You know what? Patreon members, this was actually something we recorded beforehand. I may slide this into the Patreon. <laughs> so that's it, fans. If you steal comics from a local comic book shop, especially at gunpoint, you, my friend, are an asshole and no longer welcome here in the multiverse. No, genuinely don't. All right, how about... (laughs) I have no idea. Let's go with uh, dirty sex stuff or just wreck stuff. Which would you rather have? (laughs) Both sound good, though. That's the thing. (laughs) Well, um, we're not Fred Durst. Wreck stuff is bad. I don't know. Trashing something would be fun. Okay, fair enough. A good release of uh, violent tensions. This week... uh, would you like to uh <laughs> i don't know this is hard this is a hard thing to do when you haven't prepared <laughs> uh let me see shock it or block it let's see um um would you like to uh <laughs> um, crush it or flush it crush it or flush it that's the one <laughs> 